Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, my heavenly Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great and grant us repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. If you will turn with me to Psalm 91. If you watch the news at all, the last several months have been kind of scary. We have seen mass shootings. We have seen uh, train derailments. We have seen ships sink. We have seen natural disasters. We have seen man-made disasters. And we can have fear, but you don't have to. Let's take a look at Psalm 91. I'm going to begin in verse 1. He that dwelleth. In the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely, surely, He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid. Look at these next verses. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. You know what a bullet looks like? Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. But thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thy dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Why? Why does all this work for this man? Why would all this work for you? It's in the next phrase. Because. Why will no evil befall thee? Because. Because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, this is the father speaking. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. 
I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Why does all this work for you? Because of verse 14. Because, because he has set his love upon me. How can we get there if we're not there? Turn with me to John 14, 21. I'm going to get down to the nitty gritty. And I'm going to show you how you can walk in Psalm 91. How you cannot be afraid that the evil is going to touch you. You know, before I go there, I have a testimony. I'm going to give it right here. Back in March 11, 1955, my father finished his stint with the Navy. And he was on his way home. They gave him a ticket for a plane. He was in Japan at the time. In fact, he was right around where Dole was stationed. And they, was, he was, they sent him to, um, to uh, the Philippines. He was going to get on that plane. And then he was going to go to Hawaii and then the United States. He had a ticket to the plane. He had a seat. It was 66 seats on that plane. He gets on the plane, and an officer steps aboard the plane, and he says, we have a man here that has an emergency back home in the States. Would somebody be willing to give up their seat? This was a whole plane, 66 sailors that were on their way home. They were done. The Korean War was finished. They were done. They wanted to go home. But this officer asked, is there anybody here that would give up their seat. Nobody moved for a little bit. And then my father, knowing my dad, I knew exactly how God could get a hold of him. My father felt compassion on the veteran that needed to get home, and he gave up his seat. He gave up his seat. You know who caused him to give up his seat? The God that was in Psalm 91. Do you hear me? The God in Psalm 91 caused my dad to give up his seat. That plane took off. It went to Hawaii. It landed. It refueled. It took off again. And in March 22, 1955, that plane went into a mountain, and there were no survivors. None. One man is alive because he didn't get on, got off of that plane. Who caused him to get off of that plane? The same God that's in Psalm 91. The God we want to know. The God we want to know. God saved him from going into that mountain. And he survived. That's what we want. And how does it say that we get that kind of protection? It says because we have set our love upon him. Now let's find out how we can set our love upon the Father. Turn with me, I said, to John 14. I'm going to begin in verse 21. This is Jesus speaking. We know that because the words are in red. Jesus said, He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Notice it says my commandments, not your commandments, not the Ten Commandments. Jesus said my commandments. And you'll find that a little later. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. What was Psalm 91? He set his love upon me. 
Now we find out how to set our love upon the Father in Jesus. Jesus says, he that keeps my commandments loveth me. So what do we got to do? We got to keep Jesus' commandments. And it says, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me, by keeping my commandments, he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You know, Jesus manifested himself to my father and got him off that plane. Got him off that plane. You know, he didn't even hear about the accident for another month. Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, notice this, if a man love me, if a man love me, I grew up in a denomination and I heard people all around me get up and testify. I just love the Lord with all my heart. You have to prove it. Amen. You know how you can know that you love Jesus with all your heart? You do his commandments. I was a little girl then. I knew I didn't love Jesus with all my heart. I didn't know if I loved anything with all my heart. I didn't know if I loved anything with a little bit of my heart. But these people would say, I love Jesus with all my heart. You know, you can tell if somebody loves Jesus, they do his commandments. They do his commandments. What do we have to do to get the protection of Psalm 91? Love Jesus by doing his words. By doing his words. He says, 23, if a man love me, he will keep my words. My words. And my father will love him. Do you know that God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will love you if you keep his son's words? You are guaranteed he'll love you. He says, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. We'll set up housekeeping with him. What does Psalm 91.1 say? He that dwelleth in the habitation of God. What is it? Let's go back there real quick. I want to get that verse right. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If we love Jesus, we will keep his words. And if we keep his words, the Father will love us, Jesus will love us, and they'll make their abode with us. And they will give us Psalm 91. Now, what are Jesus' words that we have to keep? We're going to look at some of the very first ones today. Turn with me to John 3. We want Psalm 91. In this day, we need Psalm 91. You don't have to be afraid to go out into the public, into the marketplace. You don't have to be afraid to do your job. You don't have to be afraid for your children. If you have the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jesus abiding with you, you don't have to be afraid. All right, chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, a ruler. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles except God be with him. This is a ruler of the Jews. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
cannot see it. And Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, these is Jesus' words. Jesus' words that we have to obey so that we love him. And he will make our abode with us and give us Psalm 91. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. What is flesh is flesh. That's a newborn baby, born of a mother and a father. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, I said unto thee. He said unto the ruler of the Jews. He said unto a Pharisee. That was the religious organization back there. They were the top dogs. And what did Jesus tell this ruler of the Jews and this Pharisee? You must be born again. Jesus said, you Pharisee, you ruler of the Jews must be born again. So religion isn't going to save you. Do you see that? Your religion can't save you. Jesus said, you must be born again. Those are the words of Jesus. Those are the words that we must follow so that we love him and he will make our abode with us. He said, you must be born again. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? Go on and we'll find out. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And now heareth the sound thereof that cannot tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, This is a Pharisee asking him. This is one that studied the law from the get-go. And he's asking Jesus, How can this thing be? And Jesus said, Art thou a master of Israel? Art thou one of the big guys? He said, And knowest thou not these things? said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that which we know, and testify that which we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And if you've been watching this program at all, you know that Jesus emptied himself of his godly ability, and he came to this earth as a man to be our sacrifice. Verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, here we are going to find out what it means to be born again. For, um, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Let's go to Numbers 21. We're going to find out about this serpent. Numbers 21, verse 4. And they journeyed, the people, the Israelites, the, the Hebrews, they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged, much grieved. They were impatient because of the way. And the people spoke against God. This is a lesson, people. It's for our learning. Listen. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us out here of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, 
neither is there any water. And our soul loatheth this light bread. They hated the manna. You hear that? God's given them miraculously manna every day, and now they hate it. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much of the people of Israel died. The Lord sent the serpents. Sent the serpents. And the Lord sent the fiery serpents. Seven, therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it up on a pole, that it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, put it on a pole. And it came to pass that if the serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. And Jesus said, back in John 3, verse 14, As Moses lifted up that serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. How was Jesus lifted up? He was nailed to the tree. He was put on the cross, and he was crucified. And he became your sin. He who knew no sin became sin, that we might be the righteousness of God. Jesus laid down his life, took on your sin on that tree, took on my sin, took the sin of the whole world on his own body and was crucified. And he died with that, with that sin. Every bone out of joint marred more than any man. Why? Because he had what you did on him. He had all the sin that you did on him. He had the sickness on him. He had our pain on him. He had our poverty on him. He had our lack of peace on him. It was all put on the body of Jesus by God. Why? So that you and I might be saved. He became our sacrifice and he died on that tree. Dead man. They buried him. They put that body in the tomb. And you know what? Jesus, his soul and his spirit went to hell to pay for your and I's sin. Jesus paid for your sin and my sin in hell. In hell he paid for it. And then when the father saw that sacrifice that Jesus made for you and I, when he saw what Jesus did for you and I, when he saw Jesus in the lowest part of hell suffering for our sin, he was satisfied. He was satisfied with that sacrifice and he raised Jesus from the dead, came and got him, got him out of hell, put him back in his body, healed that body, made it perfect. The only thing that's wrong with, or not wrong, the only thing that Jesus has now are the marks in his hands and the marks in his side. Why? So you know who he is. So you can know who he is when you meet him. Let me see your hands. And he'll show you the marks. And he did for you. That is what Jesus did for us. Now, let's go on. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. 
eternal life. Believeth on what? That he was lifted up, that he was crucified, that he was buried, that he rose again. And what happens when you believe that? What happens? You're born again. Let's go on to verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Should not perish. Do you believe that? You can keep from perishing. Do you believe that? It says, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know what Jesus said? You must be born again. You have to be. That is the words of Jesus. That is one of his commands. And why do we do? Yeah, devil. Why do we do his commands? So we can walk in Psalm 91. So we don't have to be afraid. And the way to get there is you have to be born again. Jesus said it. How are you born again? You believe that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again. You trust in it. You look at it day and night. You meditate on it till it gets in here. Till it becomes part of you. Till you walk in it. I want to show you something. Go to 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17. It says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. One. You and Jesus, your spirits become one. That's how Jesus can protect you. That's how Jesus can walk with you. You got the same spirit. You're one. Now, how do you get there? Turn with me to Romans 10. I'm going to finish in here. Romans 10, verse 9. Verse nine that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart. That word believe, it means trust in. Trust in the words that Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again. Trust that Jesus bore your sin. Trust that he carried your pain and your sickness. Trust that he took your poverty and made you rich. You trust in it. You hang on to it. You cling to it. You grab it like a rope and you hang on when it looks different. But that's the truth. He did die for you. He was buried for you. And he rose again and he brought us out of the grave with him. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. That word means anything you need. It means protection. Did you know that word sozo means protection? It means protected. It means saved. It means salvation. It means food when you need it. It means money when you need it. It means healing when you need it. It means deliverance when you need it. That's what the word saved means. And how do you get there? You must be born again. Don't listen to what your denomination says. Don't listen to what your grandparents say. Don't listen to the people around you. Believe what Jesus said in the red. You must be born again because there'll be a day that your parents won't be there. Your grandparents won't be there. Your government won't be there. The people around you won't be there. It'll be you. You must be born again. Verse 10, 
It says, for with the heart of man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. All you have to do is say, Jesus, Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead, and I give you my life, and you know what? You are born again. I don't feel it. The Word says you are. And he will give you the faith. That's what comes with it. And when you are born again, you can, he will lead you in a path that you will be able to live in Psalm 91. Where you're going to have Terry and the Browns. And they're going to come up here and minister the family of God. And if you have asked Jesus to come into your heart and Lord of your life, and you are born again, you are now part of the family of God. And welcome. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I'm a lost in the
Amen. Amen.